I'm Ange. I walk the shamanic path and I have the best fucking job in the world. Every day I get to tell you I love you. Don't fucking text them. And I get to help people with their relationships um, using ancient wisdom from my extensive studies in shamanism. So I am along this path. I've been lucky enough to find a lot of spiritual friends and I have some not spiritual friends, but they're all funny and they're all beautiful. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about relationships and the things that that we deal with in them. We're going to dissect the twin flame trend and just talk about soul ties and healing in general. So I love you. And of course, like I said before, don't fucking text them. Work on your own shit. You, you are the problem. I'm sorry. You're also the solution. I love you. Adrian, otherwise known as Bella Virago Tarot on TikTok, ha- started out as a client in the beginning of my journey and it became one of my best friends. She has also been going through the shamanic directions at Golden Light Healing in Wisconsin, the same place that I trained. And she's just a fucking joy she's a joy she also kind of you know has grown her tiktok following and doing shamanic healing and tarot and we just catch up i mean this is just her and i are best friends and this is just what we talk about when we talk like this is just us so enjoy so i i am kind of a hot mess today but i have a reason today I just, we'll just start with, with a full disclosure, because since you're one of my besties, this is what I did last night, no, yesterday, on the, I bought legal cannabis gummies at the gas station. Did I tell you this last night? No, no, I did? at the gas station? <laughs> yes, I bought them, and I was like, this is, I'll do this tonight, I'll take one of these tonight, because it's not legal in Wisconsin, but it's legal in Illinois, and Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Like weed yeah. is, but not Wisconsin. But there's legal gummies. So I bought them. And then I like, I went live at like four or something. And then I was gonna, I just took one because like, I, whatever, like, right. I smoke weed. I, I have a pretty high tolerance. So I was like, it's just illegal. It's not even gonna do anything. That was gonna be like a CBD gummy. No, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like I smoked a whole bunch of shitty 90s weed. And and chugged like three monsters. Oh my gosh. So your well, heart was like racing. I was gonna go live again and I couldn't because I was like, I can't go on live like this. And so <laughs> but then I kind of liked it. So my friend, my best friend Beth back in Milwaukee like was like text me updates all night. So I kept texting her and I was, at one point I was eating sour cream and um, onion ruffles with almond butter. It was a wild <laughs> ride. It was delicious. <laughs> Anyway, I woke up this morning still just a little off. I'm like, okay, but I'm just a, I'm just a step behind. I'm a little <laughs> slow moving. So uh, I got well, the I got the jitters and I spilled my coffee. That's all good. I could hear you as that was all happening, like as you spilled the coffee and stuff, because oh. the microphone was picking up. Yes. I and I was like, this is exactly how this is going to start with the two of us. Cause I know I'm texting you this morning. Like, Oh, I have a cord. I can't feel it, but it needs to go. <laughs> always have cords. I know it's, I know. It, it happens. You had yeah. one this morning. You couldn't find on yourself, huh? Yeah. Why, well, I knew, why, do you, like, why do you think? 
because I like I'm afraid of the disconnection right like that's the biggest thing like I know what was going on I could feel it so it literally I was I got done with the gym and I was fine um and all of a sudden and it's like a 20 minute drive for me from the gym and all of a sudden I like wanted to like throat punch somebody and cry and like I just had all of this really heavy energy pulling literally at my heart chakra and I was like that's not mine. Like, am I sad because of everything I'm going, like, you know, the stuff with Eric mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm sad, but I'm not like punch somebody in the throat sad. Like, I'm yes. just not that person a lot. So I was like, this is not mine. And I felt, and I'm like, you know what? And this happened the other day. I had to ask you to check. I didn't feel the cord that day either, but mm-hmm. you're like, no, it's right on your heart. And I was like, all right. And it was the same feeling. So I was like, obviously yeah. I'm resisting pulling the cord myself but I know everything in my body saying it has to go because I don't feel like me. So I reached out to you and I was like, it's got to yeah. go. And you're like, it's flickering. And I was like, Bleh! but I went <laughs> and I grounded myself outside. It's raining here too. So I took my shoes off in my nice. gym clothes. I went out, I stood in the grass in the rain and then I like cleaned out my chakras in the shower and I'm like, yep, there it is. And there was just something with re- that I was resisting pulling it. And I don't think that was just my energy. I think Eric was resisting disconnecting it too. Sure. Um, right? Because we, you have to cord together. Yes. It's not one-sided. So, um, I think there was resistance from both of us and I knew you in a intercepting for me would allow the cord to go. Cause I, I, Adrian was ready for it to go at least today. It could come back. It will come back at some point more than likely. And I just said, go ahead and take it. And now I feel better. You know what I think about the most, maybe this is just the gas station gummies talking, but (laughs) What I what I think about the most is like we have all these tools and, and we've done enough work to be able to sort it out, right? And like that's what I, I teach people in my awakening intuition class and a lot of my clients. Like, you know, you've gotta and I'm I'm sure you've heard me say it a million times, like you've gotta figure out what's yours and how you are innately and what your wounds are and what your fear and your egos are, so you can observe them and notice them. Um so that you can also know what other people's stuff is so that you know how when to use your tools and when to go use tools um when you need them so like i spent 40 years just mentally ill thinking i had like you know bipolar disorder or whatever but i was feeling all this other people's stuff and like now that we know okay and same thing with me when i feel hopeless or like i hate my life or um even suicidal i'm like oh that's not me i know my stuff i know my stuff but that's not mine so let's check for cords let's check to see if there's a soul retrieval needed and like we have all these tools but like do no wonder we felt so fucked up before we found some of this because we all we thought it was all us yeah yeah i was thinking about it like as i was like driving home right because your your advice to me and because we're on you know the same path with the shamanic practice you know you're like just breathe into it and feel it because then you'll be able to like really essentially make it tangible right and be able to differentiate um but yeah for like and I started thinking about how long in my life like I would have these weird premonitions and these weird dreams and like I would walk into a room like funerals like for somebody it wasn't even super close to me but like you know the obligation you know, obligation of going. And I would like burst into tears. And I was like, that's so yeah. weird. Cause like, I, I'm not sad. Or I would be so numb to somebody who was close. Cause there was so much emotion coming into my, my field yeah. that I literally couldn't process it. And I would just shut down. And I'm the person who cries at t- laughs at times you shouldn't and cries at times yeah, you shouldn't. Same. Right. 
So, but now I'm better because like you said, I can feel the difference. It's funerals are interesting. So I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but in my twenties, I couldn't go to them. And I mean, granted, I did have a couple big deaths, one the senior year of high school and then, you know, Shelby 33, but um, I couldn't go to funerals in my twenties really. <clears throat> they were really hard for me. And yeah, I would cry and it would be very emotional. So I just skipped them. And my brother, <laughs> Is the opposite. My brother, we joke that he loves funerals. He's a cancer moon. I don't. He's a Capricorn. Oh, uh, got it. He, he does. He. Go, I mean, he's also an insurance agent. So there's a lot. It's proper business etiquette to just show up to stuff like that for people that yeah. have been clients and stuff. I guess. Yeah. But he goes to everybody's funeral. So we're opposite. But there was this one lady that that I worked with. At, um, and my brother worked with her too. We and my sister in law in our twenties that died very um young, and it was sad. I think she had cancer. I think she was 30 and she left behind a little kid and stuff. And it was like a really sad funeral. And I, I, I it was the first time I remember in my twenties, I was just like, I'm not going. And he was yeah. like, this is, he was like, this is one you should go. And he wasn't wrong. He's like, this is one you should be going to. And I was like, uh, I, I reserve the right to not go to funerals. Yeah. And I yeah. just stopped. And I just stopped because until I, until we understood this, like, yeah, cause you're feeling it's the same reason I won't go to a strip club, Adrian, cause there's too much going on. I don't want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. There's things that I won't go to because I just don't want to feel it all. I like, I I've, yeah. I, yeah, no, I'm like, I don't need all of that. Like, especially if it's a real negative energy and I, like, I know, like I just, I I'll put a wall up. Like it's not even the healthiest response. I'm like, Nope, I'm just going to sit and I'm not going to do it. But now today I use those boundaries. So I have yeah. the opposite. Like I, I've had to work through a lot of mom wounds. I mean, we have that, we've yeah. talked about this before and um, I was absolutely required to go to every event because that's the expectation and yes. you are a good person when you do that. And that like what it looks like on the outside was way more important than what you felt. Um, so even as a mom, before I started this walk, like that being a better mom has pushed me to grow and heal since and my, you know, it's been 18 years now since I became a mom. So yeah, my, um, my daughter is very sensitive and she doesn't believe in it. She goes science mom. She's like constantly yeah. making fun of me, but, and her brother, but she's so such an empath and she's so sensitive to yeah. it. She can't go to funerals either. And I never make her, I'm like, whatever you need, like you can honor somebody who passes and their family in so many ways. You yeah. don't have to go to the funeral. Um, I still, I've been fighting. Oh, look, <laughs> I've been fighting. Um, like that thought process that I wouldn't be good enough if I don't go to the funeral and actually yeah. honoring like what I feel like we can honor the dead without going to a funeral. We can For honor sure. the family without yeah. going to the funeral. So, um, but that took this last year. Like I probably skipped my first obligatory funeral for one of my daughter's Taekwondo um, teammates. That I remember that. Young. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't go because it was a lot for mm -hmm. Riley and I mm -hmm. felt supporting my daughter and being with her during those hours instead of going to the funeral home was really the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and we honored Cameron in our home instead. And, yeah. you know, she think, believed that mom could do this stuff in those moments and she felt better. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. I, so, and being on the other side of that, my mom's one of those, like, if she didn't want to do something, she we just didn't do it. She didn't do it. Um, so when my best friend Shelby died, when I was 33, my mom didn't come to the funeral cause she was, she was very close to Shelby also. And she was like, it's too hard. I can't go. And I remember in my own woundedness in that time, I was like, but I want you there for me. <laughs> this is my best friend. And it was right. just, it was too much. So it was just like, I had that. I think that's a Virgo moons, which you are and Aquarius moons, which I am both have mother wounds, but they're 
on opposite ends of the thing. They're very similar, but they're very different. Yeah. The way they played out in our lives is very different. Yeah, I think Virgo moons always have that perfectionist mom who's pushing, 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 which mine kind of yeah. did, but mine more has always been pushing me to not do things. <laughs> She's always like, you're not, you're not cut out for marriage. You're not cut out for kids. You're not cut out for a successful career. <laughs> you're not, you know what I mean? Versus Virgo moons are like, you have to show up at this. You have to go to this. You have to go yeah. to college. You need to get this degree. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, know? you are not allowed to be, um, quiet you're not allowed to be still um so that was one of the first things as a mom like before I ever figured any of this out that I wanted to unravel like I didn't want my kids and this probably happened I don't know almost 10 years ago so I was, I was getting ready to to I, I've been divorced now six years so it was like the few years before that when I really started to notice mm -hmm. um and I just started to unravel that like why do I feel like I have to do everything? And do I really want my kids to think this is what a good mom looks like? Who's right. president of the PTA in the classroom working full time. And I was like, I'm literally burning myself to the ground. I did that like, too. This has to stop. Yeah. Did I, I don't know if I've said it on here, if I've said it to you before, but I don't know if I told you when I was doing all that, I used to tell Jared, I was convinced that all the other moms were railing Adderall. Did I ever tell you this? <laughs> no, but I yes, was, I get it. Because I was so busy that I literally had to go. At that point, I remember I made a choice to go back to my doctor and ask to be on ADHD meds. So I got back on Adderall because I was like, I can't stay focused enough to do all this without it. Right. And um, and I was like, oh, I was still having trouble even when I was on it. And I was like, they've got to be like just railing it. Plus, I was trying to like can all my own food and make everything from scratch oh and gosh. like. I know. And he was like, no, Ange, they're not. Like, just stop signing up for shit. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the first thing that I did when I got divorced. I stopped volunteering for everything. I probably had more time because now I'm a single woman. I wasn't really yeah. dating. Um, and I had my kids, but I literally was like, I'm done volunteering. Like, I don't even think I pay to be a PTA member anymore. Yeah. I probably shouldn't admit that, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, quarantine changed it all for me. I was go, go, go until that happened. And then I was like, it's like another way was forced on us. And I was very mm -hmm. uncomfortable yet kind of relieved at first. And then I just was like, I'll never go back. So I, I didn't. I mean, I went back to the office a little bit, but I never... I mean, I was working 70 hours a week. I was doing the same thing yeah. and it, like, and you know, working, like I worked in manufacturing plants and I was like, go, go, go. And find, I was, I was there on Saturdays. I was there. I didn't have a life and I was always going to school or teaching about doTERRA or I was always doing a side something too yeah. and the PTA and the whatever else. Yeah. It's a lot. And then plus trying to like get rally, you know, when they're little, you're trying to like take them to enrichment activities every weekend and like, you know, yes. Yeah. He doesn't remember any of it. He just, <laughs> now no. he's just fighting with people about Nazis on YouTube. And <laughs> why did I even, <laughs> why did I worry about soccer and <laughs> gymnastics and music class? I, uh... you know, yeah, I, I like I put him in these college prep preschools that and killed myself to do it just for him yeah. to like want to make your mom jokes on the internet with other 10 year olds. Right. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. No, we've I found that um, the materialistic side like in this walk has like really let go. Yeah. Um, you know, my ex husband like not to put too much out there. He, he has this huge house and like it, he's house poor, right? That's pretty yeah. much. And I would 
like he and I fought recently and it was really hard for me to not go to a wounded space because my yeah. parents divorce was so ugly and I was so always put in the middle. So, um, he would much rather have this huge house that his kids spend very little time in so that his stepkids have this amazing house and stuff. And it's not that way, right? Like it's his marriage right. and that kind of stuff. Um, and he's, but our, our kids actually are more like me and they want to travel and they want to experience different things. And I would much rather have a small house with not a lot of stuff and give yeah. the kids those opportunities. And he and I just, um, it's funny, our co-parenting relationship was amazing until I started healing and I really started keeping my boundaries. And now I'm constantly like, am I wounded? Am I like having a legitimate response? Like yeah. what's going on here? And, um, and I try not to push my beliefs on the kids, but sometimes it's hard when you're frustrated and things come out of your mouth and you're like, yeah, I was a little wounded. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just, I, you know what, it's my choice and it's his choice and I honor his choice and my choice is to get my kids these opportunities in life and his yeah. willingness to help or not help uh, at this point, that's his, I can't control it. And I tried for six years to control his relationship with his children. And I like you the other day, I just kind of stepped back and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I have to stop. Yeah. Um, they're going to have their own. And plus I like uh, for me, what changed it was like looking at the perspective of dude, our kids already chose to be born of us as parents, like as souls, I honor the choice that they made to make this man their father. And so they're gonna experience him and it's not my job to shelter them from that. And when they're older, they can, they'll have their own journey of sorting it all out. And in the same way that I fuck him up sometimes, both of my boys and um, you know, Jared gets you too. And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They chose it, so I'm not going to – we already know who they are as people. I mean, I'm not saying – if there's, like, a terribly abusive situation, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to get them out, but we didn't – you and I haven't experienced that, so. Yeah, no, not at all. <clears throat> you know, overall, um, I our co-parenting relationship is still better than 75% yes. of the divorce couples. Yeah. Um, and as far as dads go, like, he, he's really not a bad dad. Like, yeah. that's the reality of it, you know. Um, we all have our things, and he's got his, too, so. Yeah. I, Jared and I were just talking about the same thing though, because I'm, you know, Radley doesn't know yet, but I'm downsizing in, in the spring and, um, I don't know, maybe I'm house poor. This house, I should have, I wasn't house poor, but I kind of have been lately. And so the thing I'll say about it is I probably should have downsized when we separated right away. And so I could save and get ahead, but what a should have cut it. I didn't. So anyway, I was talking to Jared about it and I was like, I don't know what how much I'm gonna need to downsize yet, but like, what if I have to go into like a two bedroom apartment and like, is he gonna be okay not having this big house he's used to here? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, what you know? He was like, it's. He was like, he's fine. <laughs> like, you know, we we just worry about these things too much. And he was like, well, you're still gonna like spend money on and take him to Dave and Buster's and to do stuff, right? I was like, well, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna just not. Like, I'm, right. but uh, things are getting cheaper too. Like, I'm not going to just keep spending, like I was giving him $5 for Roblox or Robux, whatever, every other day. Like, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not buying him something every time we go to Target. I'm not like just going out to dinner all the time anymore. Like we need to like, you know, time spent is important, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always worry about that kind of stuff though. Cause I feel like I had so much as a kid, but that didn't necessarily make my life better or worse you know what right. i mean like the time spent with your parents is kind of yeah and you realize like if you're just working to hustle all the time like what what are you giving your kids right time's the most important thing so 
Yeah, I'm kind of at a point where it's like I have to remember because, uh, you know, I would say my first job is stay at home mom. And then mm -hmm. I work, I mean, you've been at my house. Mm -hmm. I work in the spaces in between where I don't have him. I love that your dog is trying to join you. This is what happens on every, <laughs> every episode. Somebody's dog tries to get into it. She is so funny because she does this. She's kind of like Junie, right? Yeah. That she does help with energy and stuff. She, she was literally snoring. Aww. While I was like testing my headphones and everything, and now she's like, "Let me get here." I know she's cute. She um, she's sweet. I don't know what I was talking about now, but we were talking uh, spending <laughs> money and doing stuff. We're really like this. Oh, this is that Libra son. Rad, I know Radley. Is, we're both Libras. Radley um, is at the point where he doesn't want to spend any time with me. Yeah, <laughs> he oh, says I'm... he, but like he does, but in small doses. So like, yeah. I. You know, I was just working the spaces when I didn't have him. And now I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start working when you're here sometimes because, like, I need to work every day. And yep. um, I only work a couple hours every day. So, like, it's it literally if I go live for a couple hours while he's upstairs on his iPad, how is that any different than me, like, cleaning the kitchen while he's upstairs on his iPad, you know? Yeah. So one of the things when we go through the shamanic um, the directions is you have to release labels, right? Yeah. So I'm in a place where my kids are, my son has a, neither one of my children have wanted to spend a lot of time with me yeah. um, for a couple of years now. Uh, and it's not because they're just getting to the they're place teenagers. they want independence. Right. They're teenagers. They want independence. Exactly. Um, so I started realizing a couple of years ago, like it's time for me to figure out who I really am, not mm -hmm. as like a full-time mom, because they really do need you less. The pandemic gave me such a beautiful opportunity, like you said, to like, to slow down and to spend time. So even though I was still working full time and I was essential, so I was in the office a lot, I still had this beautiful opportunity to be home with them during the day at times. We just yeah. wouldn't have had other than that. And I'm so grateful for those years. Um, but as part of the shamanic path, you have to release labels. Yeah. And we, I just did that like a month ago. And uh, I have to tell you, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I didn't, yeah. didn't think that. Like it's been an interesting transition over the last month. Like at first I literally was like, well, if I'm not a mom, who am I? Like, if I'm not a global yeah. training manager, who am I? Yeah. Like, if I, and finally, this last week, I'm doing an event this afternoon, doing readings and, and energy work mm -hmm. at a friend's shop. And she's like, well, what do I call you? I'm like, I'm just Adrian. Yeah. Like, it's really, and it was such a beautiful transition because it was kind of like understanding that I'm in this phase in life in general, very transitional, where I'm releasing my kids to be their own people. And I'm yeah. like, and, um, I am blessed to get to mother and raise my children. Absolutely. Yes. But I'm like, that's just not who I am. Um, yeah. And it's a weird place and it will cause some hiccups in your life when you go through that process yeah. of releasing it's, but it's freeing at the same time. Yeah. That was, that when we release labels, that's when I let go of like my whole former career. Cause I used to talk about that all the time. That was a bigger one for me to let go of. But I, Amy and I have talked about this too. When I, our teacher, when I got the last shamanic healing from her, like, I have to remember that like that I'm in a phase of raising small children of life. And then it's a phase because like I was too disconnected from that before COVID started. And that's what I was doing. That's the healing work I've been doing. So like, for me, I wasn't spending enough time being a mom. And I would argue even after I got divorced, like I was focusing on dating more than parenting. And I was kind of phoning it in versus like, I feel like just the past few months, I've like really dialed back into that and things have gotten better with Rad because when I, cause that's my wound, like that's my core wound is the mother wound. And like, I don't, 
I would I do the same shit to him my mom did to me when I'm um when I'm just so distracted by everything else so like I have to like take time to like remind myself to take care of the house and him first it's silly but I do yeah like no <clears throat> yeah and the core wound is also a mother wound is my core wound also but it's the opposite right because yes. we so mine is like constantly on their butts and doing right. everything and just pushing them and um like once I was able to step back and it started before I like I released the label, but once I was able to step back and say, well, what do you want? My life got so much easier with my kids. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I noticed I'll say it now there. So before that direction, when you release the label, I know like when you were getting Riley ready to like go off to school and stuff, like it yeah. was such a big deal for you. And even like you were posting about it, everyone's social media and we talked about it and you were like, you'll see when your kid gets to be this age. And I was like, I, I'm never going to be that obsessed. <laughs> we have different, we have opposite. Yeah. We just have opposite. Like I check out more and I'm just like, go live your life. Little, little baby kid right. <laughs> versus you're I, like, I'm going to miss you. This is so hard. You know what I mean? Right. And I think what, um, the difference too, though, cause it, yes. I, and I still miss her. Like I'll still be the first, per like I miss my kid. And when she randomly FaceTimes me, like it makes my day, yeah. but it's not, um, for me, it's honoring her. So what a lot of her senior year posts and stuff were, were more honoring her transition of going from like this and just like how proud I am of a mom. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, but probably... so it's no, but I call bullshit. It's because it's such a big part of your identity, though, that you want to celebrate her that much versus like, oh, I'm sure that's I mean? part of it. I'm sure it'll be a little different with Garrett. But I still think Maybe. like, <laughs> yeah well no because i have really like i really have yeah. released a lot yeah. of it you know yeah um it, it is like i like my daughter part of, we went through a lot with her so she turned 18 on thanksgiving and we went through yeah. a lot with her dad she wasn't speaking to him when he came home and that's where i had the moment of this is not mine to control like, right she has that's to make the decision gonna, that's why i was saying like you get you your instinct is always to get so hands-on with it versus yeah. like seeing yourself as more of a guide yeah. less and less every year they get older you know yeah so, um, and that's like, I, I, I did a lot of guiding in Riley's senior year, yeah. um, compared to other years. It's not, but I, um, it was an interesting dynamic even before the healing and like stuff that you wouldn't have seen on social media with her, um, was like, uh, her accommodations. So she has learning disabilities yeah. and I always like led those, like I was mama bear because there, yeah. there are some school districts that want to pay for it. So Correct. sometimes yeah. you have to say things like, I'm going to sue you if we don't get her accommodation she needs. Um, but what I learned moving into through high school with her, her special ed teacher was so fantastic for me in this transition. Yeah. As her teacher, his part of his job was to help her learn how to um, uh, advocate for herself and learn the process. Yeah. So he would tell me to back off. He'd be like... Uh, let me do my job let her do and he was he's so like we have a great relationship we send each other like ridiculous memes like we're friends yeah. at this point um but he just and when riley was like falling apart and wasn't doing what she was supposed to he held her to task yes which forced me to step back and say how can i support you so that is one yeah. of the biggest changes i have made through healing is now i say things like how can i support you how can i help you yeah what do you need from me to get through this and in college she has handled all of her own accommodations. And when she calls yeah. me panicking, my first question is, am I supposed to just listen so you yeah. can vent? Or are you coming to me to help you with this? Yeah. And it's hard. Like, yeah. I want to fix it. Like, that's my personality. I don't think 
that Virgo moon kind of is a, it, I'm a, yes. I'm very driven with a lot of my personality and yeah. wounds, but it's such a more comfortable space since I've held, since I've um, healed some, so much of that core right. mom wound and it shows up everywhere. It shows up in my like romantic relationships. It shows up in my friendships. It shows up in my uh, relationship with my kids. You know, Garrett was having issues with most of my son was having issues with some of the kids in his Chinese class. He takes Mandarin. Yeah. And I said, do you want me to reach out to the school or do you want to talk to your guidance counselor? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I will always honor my kids transition in a different way because I am so proud of them. And yeah, it's a big part of who I am. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be apologetic for it. though. No, <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's, yeah. it's just, just interesting to look at different. And my other, one of my other best friends, Brie, who lives here is also a Virgo moon. And I see her, do the same thing. I did one shamanic healing on her son Noah once in the beginning, and I literally had to kick her out of the room. She was answering for him when I was trying to, and I was like, Brie, stairs. I made her go downstairs. <laughs> so she did. She was sitting there, like, just, but you know, and I, she's doing, going through the same thing though. But he's on the spectrum. I think you met him them when you were here, didn't you? I don't know if you I, did, but I'm, I feel, um, I've met Brie for sure. I'm not sure. Noah's, if I met. Yeah, and Noah is 10. Uh, he might have just turned 11, but um. So he goes to a center on Tuesdays and Thursdays now where they teach him his own like emotional regulation stuff and like they they have this whole protocol set up and they're able to safely interact with other kids kind of going through the same stuff and it's been so it was really hard for her I think so the same thing to like let go and trust but like it, yeah it's helpful to get that space so that they learn to I think that's the Virgo moon wound. I just do. I think it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like hard on both ends for the yeah. child and the parent. And then you kind of get back in the same cycle and you're, when you become the parent, it's like, oh fuck, you know? So. Yeah. And I have a Virgo Venus. So yeah. like even my love is, it, it's, it's similar too. So yeah, but I like, and I'm grateful for the healing to step back and allow them to be kids because I never wanted to run their lives like I, I know my mom was like that you know so I didn't but she want that. but I would argue she never wanted to either it's the same that's oh, a yeah. perspective you know it's like yeah you don't want it but it's what you do I just in the same way that I don't want to be so distant and cold seeming but I I am because right. I'm an air moon my mom is a Libra moon I'm, a, I'm an Aquarius moon so like we've just got air and rather you'll Bradley's a water moon you know he's a cancer moon so he'll say to me sometimes I'll just be talking and he'll be like you're so mean and I'm like I'm I don't have any right. feelings right now. I'm not being mean. I'm just talking. And but it's because right. they expect you to be like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And as you know, one of my best friends, and we we go back and forth on each other's like relationships and helping each other with the energetic work and stuff. Um, when we're in our lower spots, uh, you can be really tough on us. But I've always appreciated yeah. it because it's like. Sometimes I need that kick to like get out of my own head and my dog has totally like furred me, <laughs> but I, like you kick me out of my head and you force me to look at some of the wounds that I don't know if I could have ever gotten that opportunity to look at if it was me doing it all myself or. Yeah. Um, I know that my like, right? yeah, I mean like having done enough of the work, I know solidly who I am in my role in life and like. I know that I I have always gotten away with saying really tough things people don't want to hear because um, I do it so kindly while holding space. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. judgmental that like sometimes people leave. And this when I was a leader at work in corporate America, this is why I moved up so fast. 
people sometimes walk out of my office and sometimes you guys leave my zoom or whatever or my live and you're like fuck her but you <laughs> sit with it and you yeah. and then you're like okay and then yeah or or you know or people just don't like me because they don't the people that avoid me don't want to face their shit even in my personal life and that that's okay yeah i'm okay i'm okay with that you know because yeah. i'm not being mean to anyone ever and it's from a caring place like if i if i didn't care i wouldn't say it i just don't say anything right like i and i and i figured that out very quickly with you like yeah like almost instantly in that connection, like I knew that. So I don't know if I've ever said fuck you coming out of a reading or coming out of mentally, even mentally. Well, um, I may have said I'm not listening to her right now, but like, <laughs> I think, I think I've, I think by time you and I met, I had gotten enough, like enough, like through therapy and like my fitness stuff and yoga, I had come yeah. far enough that I understood sometimes people have to give me tough lessons. I just have to be ready to listen to them. I don't always agree with them, but yeah. I still look at them. So I don't think I've ever, okay, no, well, I can think of like two times. I was like, <laughs> and I like threw my phone down and they were pretty rough nights in general. <laughs> and I was like, well, she's right. <laughs> I just, because the whole thing is, I don't, especially if having found this work, like I know how people feel has nothing to do with me and like mm -hmm. i know that when people ask like the reading is the reading i know what my gifts are now and i understand them enough that like truly and i think it's like doing enough of these every day like i'm gonna tell you what energy i read and i get such specific messages that i don't fucking care so it's like here's this is what i feel and, yes. and fuck you because either you can believe it or not but right. i don't fucking care what you do with it. it's your life man so right. like that that in itself triggers some people that i don't like because people yeah. it doesn't happen a lot but in the beginning like clients would come back and be like well but that didn't make sense or this or can you tell me and i'm just like the reading is the reading uh have a nice life i right. love you <laughs> right yeah and i like i definitely had a rescuer wound that i needed to do a lot of work on when I was first starting to do this work for other people, because I was so, and this was again in the like parent wound area that I had to heal, I was parentified at a very young age. And I, yeah. my, my mom and dad expected me to rescue them for, and like just be the adult in the relationship. Um, that it was really hard at first to disconnect when somebody had a problem with, like, didn't agree with my reading. And now I'm like, I, like, I, like you, I'm like, I'm just telling you came to me. I'm telling you what I'm picking up. Yeah. The cards are literally just a tool because I find people who have like, who are early in their journey, who have some understanding of tarot, are like, well, that's not what that card means. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, so I'm like, I, take it as it resonates with you. And just I, like I, yeah. and almost every time those people who are like, nope, that doesn't make sense. So what, <laughs> like a few months later, they're like, so yeah, you are totally right. And I was like, I, yeah. I, like like yeah. you they're so specific they're so weird that i'm like I, whatever <laughs> like this, yeah. yeah i'm like i don't i just stopped second guessing and over analyzing what i was getting and i just tell you the words that i hear yeah i you. don't i it's interesting because now it's been like what i don't even know a year and a half of me doing this but um it's like i go through seasons of, of the responses i get from people and I, it always mirrors back even more than the average person where you're at and so that part kind of like lately i've been going through a thing of people just like not understanding their reading because they're 
not a native English speaker and like I or just not and then like emailing me back to recap it and confirm that that's it's like multiple people and I always say I um my readings are my my prices are low I I have a certain business model right my prices are low so you can get quick check-ins and it takes mm -hmm. me a few minutes and you get a quick energy check-in and I talk really fast and um if I'm going to slow down and reiterate and dig in it's going to be a different pricing structure and I'm not being a dick, but it's just because your time is money. So, um, the reading is the reading. And if it's a YouTube link and I talk too fast, maybe download it. And like, I don't even say this to them, but I just think it and like slow it down or have someone who speaks better English, listen to it and tra translate for you, but like, or get readings from someone else. But like, I don't know. So, but I don't say all that. I just say like, Hey, I channel the energy and I'm, once it's over, I'm out of it. So I don't know what yeah. to tell you. You know, the reading is the reading. And it's, I don't apologize anymore either. Because I made, I had to make a rule for myself a few years ago not to say I'm sorry. Because I'm not sorry for that. I gave them what they paid for. And, um, yeah. but that's been my thing that's been coming up for me with clients lately. Oh, yeah. That's annoying me. Mine's been on the, um, it's been more for me to remember to hold my boundaries. Yeah. And very heavy codependent coming in. And, uh, you know, um, 82 questions or sending me emails for check-ins and I'm yeah, like yeah that's like, what I mean and I had some I had somebody recently she was so ups, like she she booked at a live like in-person event local and she's not yeah. local and I was like that's the wrong one like right. what do you want me to do and she's like oh just get it to me whenever I'm fine playing paying for a video I'm like okay great and then every day I got an email and it's over Thanksgiving yeah. and I told her I was not working over <laughs> the holiday not yeah. really um, and to give me a little time, um, every day I got yeah. a text, like, a yeah. and like, I used to give everybody my personal cell phone and it got so bad mm -hmm. that I have a Google number now, like you can, yeah. and that's my business number. And that, you know, you I have mine that. listed on my site and it's somewhere because I, there are emergencies where people need it, but I got really good early on of just, it, if anyone ever messaged me there beyond the, like, Hey, where are you? It's my session. You're not on or whatever. I would be like the appropriate place to, to communicate with me is through my website. So like, but yeah, yeah I, I had the same thing in the beginning too, where it really tested your boundaries, but I'm pretty good now about just saying yeah. a few words back and that's it. Yeah. I like, um, the first test, I think I was actually coming to Wisconsin for one of my directions and I remember that. Yeah. Very sweet, very sweet client. I mm -hmm. like her very much, but like she blew up my email. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I was like, I have to put my phone down because you know I am I... one of those people that like, as soon as I see the notification, I'm like, I gotta respond. And I've had to like learn to not do that. I've turned notifications off. I've, I put my phone on do not disturb yeah. all the time. I like, too. yeah. Yeah. I, you know who I've done like, so what I've said to people and I, sometimes I don't say it cause I can't handle it. I pretty much read if they can, but Rachel. So if you know, Rachel, she's under Ray baby on TikTok, but she's the one that had the baby with her twin. And you know, like, so mm -hmm. she was one of my first clients and she used to do that. And we'd get on the zoom and I'd be like, Rachel, if this is how you're acting with the person that you're trying to date, this is why they're not fucking talking to you. <laughs> like, and I yeah. just said it, I go, this is too, and she's like, I know I'm just so nervous about, I'm like, yeah, but you're using other people to regulate your, your, your nervous system. Like stop fucking sending emails to everyone and just fucking sit with your shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are doing. So now I don't get triggered by it. Like, I think I, but I laugh because I'm just like, Jesus, no wonder I would dump you. And I'm not being mean, but like, right. fuck, I would block you. Right. Like, I, I feel like I say this a lot. And I, I remember being like, 
in your lives, listening to you to say the same thing to a lot of the collective, like if you are sending paragraphs to them, that's why, like when I tell you not to text them and you're like, well, I'm just going to send them an email. I'm constantly telling you that's going to mess up what you're going through. Like there's lessons for both of you here. Do as you want, but don't come yelling at me when they go back and just like you guys break up again. Cause yes, you know, I, and, uh, I literally live in my own Pollyanna world sometimes because even when I was doing weird shit, I wasn't doing that weird of shit. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, I forget what 90% of the people's lives are really like. I'm very out of touch with reality and I'm very in my own energy of what I'm living. And so sometimes I'll hear things, especially because we have this whole group of people from live and then some of them are your clients and they're in your lives and other people's lives. and, And then there's been other people who go live and then they're not friends with them anymore. There's been a lot of like, weird over the past year of like just like drama which happens with people so it's not weird in itself especially when you're on a healing journey people fall off or whatever but i usually don't know any of what's going on and like i usually hear from danny um no can do scooter maybe next time i'll be like were you on you know sydney's live or were you on so-and-so's live did you see and i'm like no i don't know any of it that's going on but then i hear some of the shit that happens and i'm like what like what are people doing and so if so you're the one drama. there is and if you're the one on live like you can't keep up with the comments while you're doing a reading that's why you have moderators right like you can't do it all but there was yeah. an issue with like recently it spilled over from sydney's live into mine the next day in the that, comments yeah. and i was like just stop like i don't know what's happening right now but i could feel both of their energies because yeah. they're like they they're um followers of all three of us they're like some og from you yeah 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 Yeah. i know what it was i mean because the specifics are irrelevant but you're like just stop like this is not the time or the place to have out your wounded selves and like Mm -hmm. i love both the individuals and i've seen them both on their journeys and i've seen them slide back i've seen them jump forward like i so i'm like just i just need you guys to stop i don't know what's happening (laughs) but this is not the time or place and then like i ended up with both of them separately, you know, like getting the whole paragraph of what's wrong. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, that's literally, yeah. I, I love you both. I don't read paragraphs. You know this. When people send them, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm not reading that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and I know that. You'll, you'll be like, literally, Adrian, you'll be like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not reading that. I'm like, gosh. I should have sent that in three texts because she would have answered. She would have read it then. Yeah, I probably would have. I well, because it's more the energy behind it. When someone's typing one big paragraph, it's because they're like just trauma dumping and it's like, yeah. But yeah. I yeah, I know. Well, the other thing is too about like, okay, when it comes to dating, and I talk, I talk so candidly and I talk about dirty stuff and whatever, and I get jokey, but honestly, I am a relationship person. So Mm -hmm. even like the naughty stuff I have done has always been in the context of a person who has told me they think I'm their person. They've taken me out on dates. They're in love with me. Like, it's always like this big, I'm, I'm just very like, um, I'm easy if someone's put in that much work, <laughs> but I'm not easy for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but okay. so, well, not anymore. Now I'm probably not easy for anyone, but, um, but some of the times when I like people do their readings and I don't think about what people are really doing. And then I hear about like the details behind the scenes and I'm like, there's a whole world of people like sending each other nudes and like that they don't like, and just like, 
people yeah. are really bad at boundaries. Yes. And I don't realize until I kind of hear details of what people are doing. And it's funny because I've said for this whole past two years to my person, like he and I will joke that like, we've got our issues, but like, we still got it together more than 90% of people. Like it's like, yeah. And that's okay. I'm not judging, but I just sometimes I'm, I talk about relationships with people every day and I don't judge and I'm not in their energy, but every once in a while when I hear like all the details, cause I don't normally listen to them. I'm like, what the fuck happens in the world? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've definitely been like, <clears throat> sometimes it'll come in in a reading and I don't talk a ton about my relationships. I'm like, I'm just that person. I've always yeah. kind of been that person. I keep it. So, but I'll, you know, in the last few months, I've gone through quite a bit with the, the person that I've been, been yeah. with this year. And, um, so I've shared some because it's been pretty intense and, um, I find people start opening up more and more. And sometimes you're like, I, I didn't need that image. Like, guys, I actually see this stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, but yeah, I am surprised and I should not be anymore at this point in my life with the work I've done and the, my journey, but people surprise me every day. <laughs> I think it makes me nervous. Cause like this morning I was like, Oh my God. And my ex-husband, and I used to have this talk all the time because, okay, my, my ex-husband has this talent for if we were out and about somewhere and he still, he did it when we were getting Christmas trees. He was like, those two are having an affair. Those people just fucked. Like he, and I'm like, how do you know? Or like on a TV show or a movie, he's like, they're about to hook up. And I'm like, what? And then they do it. And I go, how do you know this? He goes, because this is what everybody's doing in the world. They're all just, everyone's just having sex with people and cheating on each other. And I was like, no, they're yeah. not. Like what world? And he was like, just because we're boring and married doesn't mean like, this is what people are doing. So what I don't, I, I'm such, I have such a monogamy brain and I think it's all my Libra. Um, and like, I can't say, I mean, I've had my whatever wild times, but sure. even the way I conceptual it is conceptualize it is like they were still relationships even if they were short-term ones um yeah. so like it's just wild and then I start to go to this place where I'm like oh my god well is the guy that I'm in love with like does that mean that he's like getting nudes from 20 different gross girls that right. not gross okay I shouldn't say gross but this is where I go like women that that he doesn't like and they don't even like him is that just what people are doing right do you know what I mean like it makes I me do. spiral about it and then because I know like even my brother follows a whole bunch of girls on, on TikTok and like whatever yeah. I do too sometimes, but it's just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. Cause the relationship that connected us, um, he was doing a lot of that, uh, that stuff. And what has come up recently that you helped me actually just retrieve a part of my soul is that I'm got men only want me for sex. Right. So yeah. that's a dad wound. And from... I worked on that one too. Yeah. So, um, that was the, like what guys looked for me for, like looked to me for. And um, so I was always very surprised when I got divorced. Cause like you, I have a monogamy brain. Like yeah. I'm a relationship person. However, when I'm like really wounded and not yeah. in a good place, Same. one night stands are the easiest thing for me to do. Like I don't even flinch. Um, and uh, well, uh, I do, but, but I, I do, but I, I didn't, I always, there was always some sort of component of them being obsessed with me and like, that it, I don't know, but yeah. It, no, this was always like, I always regretted I know. it. Like minutes yeah. later, I was like, oh, that was, cause there's no connection. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't do that, but yeah. Yeah, but and but I would never ever do that in a relationship, right? Like no. if I, when I was with, I know. with somebody, that wasn't something I would do. So it was definitely in a very like wounded, wanting attention place. Um, That's true. Yeah, so, but it's been, however, when I got divorced, I was very, I've always been very open I shouldn't say that. 
um, people have always caught on that I like listen, right? And that's something of being an empath. Like people tell us our life stories and we're like, really, yeah. I don't need to know all yeah. of that. So when I got divorced, people saw that I was very respectful of my ex-husband and like I, I did made a lot of decisions and like they saw our relationship yeah. transform um, with our kids and stuff. The number of people that admitted to me that were in affairs, were looking to get divorced, were talking to other people was mind boggling because mm. I live in a small town and we have a very, very low divorce rate. Yeah. So I, like, I was like, people now are like, oh, we live in this wholesome town. I said, oh, no, no. Everyone's so like, <laughs> like your ex-husband, I could be like, that one's sleeping with somebody else. They're sleeping together. And like, yeah. everyone's got this mindset that we're so like perfect and step fruity. And I'm like, yeah. no. But I'm the single woman with a giant A on her, on her chest when I go to events because everybody's happy and it's the single woman that's like mm. stealing their husband. I was like, I don't, I don't, nope. It's I the don't. married ones. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, like, and that's why I start out every one-on-one Zoom by saying, if for persons, per, persons, first time, like, this is a judgment-free zone. There's nothing you could say that would phase me. Been there, done that. Got the T-shirt because half of the people are having affairs. Yeah, that too. I always know it hasn't really happened except for some of my regulars that I know are in a situation. But um, whenever they're in a car, I just know they're married, and that's what, and then yep. it comes out. Like it's just, it's wild. Yeah. So it's I don't care like that. For some reason, that doesn't phase me because me those clients of mine are in love with a person. And and furthermore, my dad met my stepmom while he was married to my mom. And I would argue my dad and my stepmom are each other's people. So mm-hmm. I can wrap my head around that. It's the it's 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 the people that are this. I think it's just because of it's one of my person's wounds. So I get sensitive about it. But it's the people that know they're in love with someone and know who their person is, but they're still getting like nudes and and hooking up with people that they don't care about and that's like why would you do that to yourself it just feels weird but I'm not saying it from a judging place I'm saying it from a gee I hope my person isn't doing that place yeah no and I get that yeah and I I like you I don't judge like I really don't um I just am not going to put myself into a into a situation in my small town no I know (laughs) just because I know how many like I this is less about them finding their person and more about just getting what they want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. show up in my purview as much, but yeah, I know. Yeah. I, it's just interesting. What, whatever gets married to you is what you're working on is all I'm saying. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's wild looks. I just, I'm, I like living in my Pollyanna world and Amy, our teacher is kind of like this too, where she just sees yes. the world that we, where she wants to see. That's exactly how I prefer to live life. So I am, uh, I think it's also too like in September, I consciously decided to stop talking to anyone, um, you know, except for my 1% just to be able to, because I love him so much that even if we're not in a monogamous committed relationship or whatever, um, it doesn't make sense for me to be with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to focus on me then. And I feel like that's what I, so I'm getting triggered by people that aren't doing that, but it's probably just because I'm mad I didn't do this sooner. Does that make sense? Right. I don't know. No, it makes total sense, right? Because um, we're kind like, I feel like almost like in society where if they're not willing to commit to us and they're not willing to like be all in and essentially lump bomb us, then they're not a good enough partner and we should just move on. But that's not honoring our our heart either because I'm in a similar situation right now, right? Like, um, I know I'm not meant to move on and I like sometimes I'm like well maybe just to like go out for dinner and I'm like no I have girlfriends for that like I don't need to do that and like 
traumatize myself. I think that's really what it comes down to is when you're healing and you go through all of this, you start to realize not honoring your feelings puts you in situations that you're going to end up just hurting yourself. And why Yeah. do that again? <laughs> like, why make yourself rework a wound that you've really worked hard at already healing and bringing, bringing forward? And I feel like when you are ready, you're not struggling to make that decision. Like, you're not second guessing it anymore. I, I agree. And also, also, I mean, I have had two relations. I've had, I've dated, but I've had two actual fallen relationships, as you know, and like, it didn't go away. Like, you know, I was trying yeah. to move on because there wasn't anything for me. And then these other people had more to offer and like, it didn't work out. And that's not to say other things can't, but like, I just don't, I right. don't know. It's for, it's, it, yeah. 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 And my person, like the first one, I'm, I did end up releasing it was because I could feel and see that he was not progressing and that yes. it just wasn't worth me waiting anymore like I and yes. I really had to work at releasing that that feeling and that emotion and a year and a half ago ish um we like had committed to working on it again and like we said okay I'm your girlfriend I'm your boyfriend and like we were going to put a plan in place to move in together and all of that stuff. And within weeks he like fell apart again. So that was the summer of 21. Yeah. And um, by the end of the year, I just knew, like I said to him, I said, this is really like you. I like honored. I wasn't willing to date anybody else. Um, one of my local best friends was like, I hate that for you. And I'm like, no, this is, this is me honoring myself. This is me knowing what I feel and trusting my intuition. Like that's another important piece of yeah. that journey. And um, just saying like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how this goes. And uh, when I put myself out there in a healed place and not look at a, oh, look at me. Like I didn't need an answer mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, it pushed us completely apart. And then I took another roughly six months from that point to like really heal and work on it you and I did some shamanic mm -hmm. sessions during that time like I just spent time with my friends I realized I really missed like the community of a gym and I joined the gym again and that's when this person that I'm kind of navigating a similar water to right now uh came into my life and like um I would always say Jason the first person was the love of my life and like mm -hmm. there was just never going to be anyone and I remember mm -hmm after my first directions, you and I sitting in that room and you going, well, are you, sh and talking about Eric, Eric, um, like, do you want to, or are you telling me you wouldn't have, how'd you word it? That if Jason came back, you wouldn't. And I said, you know what? I wouldn't. Like I had finally realized yeah. that on our journey, he and I had split paths. And I don't like the words always or never. So like yeah. 10 years from now, if he's healed and I'm healed and we're single and like we run into each other in the street and it's like divine intervention, am I yeah. going to say no? Right. Probably not. But if in the meantime, I'm not going to actively work on that, that relationship because it's just not the timeline. Whereas yeah. with the person now, I'm willing to like make those concessions and see because my intuition is still saying like give it a little bit of time he's learning some lessons this is supposed to turn back around and if it doesn't I'll get to that same place where I'll know it's just not the right thing anymore yeah I struggle I struggle I mean like I'm in a different place but I'm like yeah. 
I know where my boundaries are now. Like I told you, if if I know where I am and I know where I'm not. So if my understanding is that he's not talking to anyone else. I'm not talking to anyone else. And we both are busy living our own, own lives. But on the days that we both have free, we come together. And that's nice, but they're not planned. And it's more. But so my boundaries are, because I've got to, I'm trying to breathe through that gray space. But, and I, as I told you, my boundaries are, if he says I'm dating someone else, then I'm done 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 and if he says because in the past he would he would say i'm just not cut out for relationships this isn't for me you know and then but but since that last boyfriend i had he said the opposite and he has not been saying that he hasn't been saying much of anything about what he wants it to be but he's not saying what he doesn't want it to be and so i'm just trying to navigate that right now but it is even this morning i was like it's 11 11 by the way i even this morning i was like um here it is anyway i was like dude fuck this like oh but it's only because i don't like i don't like the way my nervous system feels when i don't know what's going to happen and so like yeah. i'm that's how i know that that's what i'm working on but it still sucks i still hate this yeah. for me <laughs> but i know that that's all the more reason i need to be doing it right yeah and i like i hate not knowing too i think that's one of the downsides to being so sensitive to energy work and being able to tap into this type of stuff because you can for a lot of people, you can see outcomes and you can see things and spirits like, yeah, you're not really supposed to know this. And similar to you, I have the same, like if he comes straight out and says not anything and right now, like we're not really in communication. So I'm taking the step back and I'm doing, I'm focusing on myself. Like I have my last directions coming up, Christmas coming up. Like I've got a big month ahead of me, so I'm not worried about it. But the very last conversation he and I had in regards (laughs) to our relationship, so I mean, he, he was in the hospital. Like the fact that he's alive is pretty much a miracle. And he said, I want to get out of here to fix this. So like, that's the last, but I also understand that he's got a lot of healing, physical healing to get through this. And what does that look like? There's so many opportunities for free will to step in and give some timeline and energy that I'm just not tied. I would be lying if I said I'm not tied at all to it, but I'm not like white knuckling the outcome anymore. I'm just like, well, this is what I hope for. This is the direction I'm going. Yeah. I'm just trying not to overthink it. Like, it's just like, it doesn't fucking matter. It can be not being attached to outcomes. It's just, it takes practice, I think. And so like, I'm not, the good news is I don't feel any of the abandonment shit anymore. I know it has nothing to do with me. I know that this man loves me. I know that I'm attractive. I know that I'm smart. I know that that's never had anything to do with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I used to, that used to be, I used to be like, oh my God, if I were just prettier or smarter, or if I didn't talk so much, or if I didn't text him so much, or, and now I know, and what I do has no fucking bearing. If anything, giving him the space to do what he needs to do is um, a love language in itself for my person. So like, and um, it's similar for me. Like I used, same thing. I used to have a ton of issues with abandonment. I've, I've brought like, just around my abandonment when I've brought like four soul yeah. pieces yeah. back. And I'm, I don't feel like this has anything to do with me. Like I'm not sitting here going, Oh, it's cause it's same. I'm not saying, Oh, if I was prettier, if I was smarter, if I was more, if I was more laid back, like, yeah. And there was a lot of mom core wound. I remember you've said this to me multiple times. I'm like, I'm, I'm just not always kind with my words. And I'm yeah. like, I'm so like, I'm just too much. And you're like, you are like, you seriously, easily one of the easiest people yeah. I love. And you, hold space for everybody. You're actually one of the kindest people ever with your words. Um, So it was a long time for me to be like, no, I'm really, and I can just feel how much more healed and healthy I am in this relationship than I was the last time. And like I said, I'm not, 
I'm just riding out to see, like, I know this is about me right now and spirit gave me space for a reason. Yeah. And that's to work on my journey, you know? How do you feel though about like, for me, how do you feel about like doing tarot for other people though? Because I'll tell you, I get tired of this being my focus. (laughs) Like, I feel like it's almost, well, it's made me commit to committed to the journey, even if I don't want to be because it's now my career too. But also like, I get kind of low-key embarrassed sometimes I'm just constantly talking about dude on the internet every day even when I'm trying not to because it comes up because sharing my story is part of how I help people and so if somebody is talking about their experience I'm going to talk about something I went through with him and it usually all ties in and then I'm like I sound like some fucking psycho talking about the same dude for two and a half years like and even I'll talk to him sometimes and he's like yeah you weirdo like you know he knows that this is my job but yeah it's I I hate that part of it. I don't know if that part has ever come up for you or. Um, not, not, not a ton. Well, I shouldn't say that because I still do have a, a day job. Um, and I yeah. find myself very resistant when people ask me, like, are you going to do this full time? Um, I'm, I still find myself resisting saying yes. Like I know I want my business to be my, my career, but I don't know if I could kind of like you're saying do tarot all day because sometimes like sharing my story, my piece I'm comfortable with, but like starting to talk about relationships, I get a little bit squirrely because I, out of respect for my partner and some of the walks that I've made with them, uh, I kind of go like, I don't know what I want to put on the internet. Right. But <laughs> um, I'm careful. Like I don't say names and I don't say, yeah. I'm pretty, you know, um, yeah. and like we, <coughs> as I'm choking, he and I have some talks about some boundaries before, like, like I've never put his name or his face or even yeah. one of his boundaries he said is that like his memoji. I don't know if you know that, but like one time, because I, I do screenshots and he was, yeah, you know, yeah. text combos and there was a memoji that he was like, I just, it's too close. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> that's one of his big things because there's people that work for him that are always looking for reasons to not like him. And like, it's, yeah. it's come up for him. So he's very private in general on social media. Yeah, so the the two relationships they're both pretty so so I um I know they came out like their names each came out once just now, but I try <laughs> yeah. not like I really do try Nobody not to put it to in this, there. It's fine. No, and, and not only that, like they're really common names for our generation, so like it's not like I'm um putting a whole lot in there, but yeah. Um I hold the same boundary for a lot of the same reason because they're not real they're pretty private on social media. Um I find a hard time, like, I think, and you've mentioned this before, and I've noticed this recently, like, I've, this last directions, there's just been something um, that really kicked, like, all of my clairs into, like, overdrive, and, yeah. uh, and sometimes I actually almost am hindered by the tarot cards, because, like, I get so much stuff so fast, <coughs> that I'm like, I don't, like, oh, and I found my live event when they were physically in my energy last weekend, I had a really hard time with the cards, mm. um, which was interesting. I've never had that before where they were almost like a roadblock. And I just put them down and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to tell you what I'm getting instead of the cards. Yeah. Um, some of that's confidence, yeah. but um, some days I, how do I put this? I almost... I think, and we get to this place where we have repeat customers, especially when we're doing like TikTok lives, they're in mm-hmm. constantly our following. 
Um, and because we, some of us do share followings and we'll bounce between each other's lives, you just get to a point where you're like, I can't do this work for you. Yeah. Like getting six tarot readings in a day is not healthy. See, but that's where I, I, I don't know. It's a long game. I've seen people be in that place, but they all move out of that. Nobody yeah. stays in that place. So I don't, I've been telling people in my life have been asking that specifically lately. I was like, no, you're, it's a season. It'll end. Literally every yeah. person. I don't have one person who well, does that forever. Right. And that's probably just something I need to look at where I'm trying to like sort through yeah. my own stuff, you know? And like we started talking about at the beginning is you do learn yours versus mm -hmm. theirs versus other people's. So there are times when I'm like, yeah, I just can't go. I just can't do anything spiritual yes. today. And when I was in the directions, that was harder. You, once you get through them all, you get to a point where you're able to hold space better and it's few and far between that you just can't. But yeah, yeah. when I was going through the directions, in fact, when I, I didn't quit my job right away and I said, thank God I didn't because there were times during the first two directions that I would not have been able to. <laughs> and there were times I got alive and I had to go right away because I didn't like the way what was being reflected back. So yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't yeah, happen as much anymore yeah the first two directions were a lot harder i've not had like any um time since the third direction has been truly just because it's a boundary i wanted to give that time to other people in my life than to yeah to do it i know well so okay i gotta tell you lisa is at her second direction right now lisa with yes. the zeros and ones yep. and she texted me yesterday morning at 8 49 a.m and said bad Ange, you didn't tell me we die and do our own wake <laughs> oh, we cannot tell you that. You need to learn that on your own. I said, I said, why ruin all the fun? And she goes, I think that was the hardest. And yeah. so anyway, I go, yeah, it's, but I go, but you do that and you do it more in other directions. Wink, wink. Yeah. But, um, and then no, I know I it's coming it. in the next one. And then death and dying. Um, yeah. Death and dying. You do it every day in the death and dying one with Jose Luis and I'm sure and Amy's um, equivalent to that. But so it was like you get really used to. i died like i've died and then jose, jose luis taught us to journey every morning and die so i was doing that for like a year and, and so like it really it truly doesn't i i'm ready yeah <laughs> but that first time it's like it's scary yeah and it's so like because you're well, in this group with these these people and then depending how many they are like mine is my iu is 13. um you do it like the first or second night of that second direction so it like it takes you, you off guard <laughs> yeah but you physically only have been in the sp same space like five days right yeah and these these people are like saying such kind things yeah. and like you're so wounded still like you're so I, i've been moving energy since march i have been raw since march yeah and um i remember you saying man you are towering yourself when i was putting myself through my paces in march of this year you were like but you're so raw and wounded you're like how do these people see me like this like i'm a hot mess Aww. like and it was so emotional um and we had one woman in our iu who was actually um afraid to die she yeah. had a couple of yeah. near-death experiences and she was in my group and it was interesting 
her energy actually like held me down. So yeah. I couldn't fully, and it's a, it's this weird, like you want to go, you're like, all right, like all these people love me. It's this euphoric feeling. And all of a sudden you have some, like another energy is like, no, it's time to come back. And you're like, it's Amy happened? and I were talking about this when I was there on Wednesday. Cause I asked her, I'm like, so Adrian talked a little about what her IU has been going through. And she, and I was like, can you just explain? Cause it's so different. And Jackie was there and she's like, what happened? And she, she said, it's just fear. And the thing about fear is that one person gets really scared about something and then it just ripples to everyone else in the yeah. IU and it kind of got away from them, but you know, it's their journey to sort out. And I support through it so it was just interesting to yeah. hear that but it's um yeah. i when we did that my friend whitney i remember was in my group and i i didn't know her that well i think for me it was more like um i was used to hearing nice people or people say nice things about me and i was in a good place but i up until that point had convinced myself that my iu was a bunch of fucking weirdos and i was never going to be close with them like I, they were not my yeah. people i didn't i was triggered by all of them and they were triggered by me so when they said nice things about me, I was like, oh, they actually don't. It helped me remember that not everyone's an enemy. But Whitney said, so for everyone listening, you you basically are you you do like a death, but a near death experience where they open up all your chakras while you're laying on a on a massage table on your back and you're you're um, dead. <clears throat> and all the people around you say the things that um you would say if someone you know just died, like, oh, I wonder if Adrian had a will set up, or like, are kids gonna be okay financially? Is Riley gonna have to switch schools, you know? And then like, oh my God, she was always so beautiful and like, whatever. So you say all these things and everyone's saying the things that they would say and <laughs> Whitney goes, I wonder, I wonder if she's gonna haunt all her ex-boyfriends. <laughs> I was just like, dude, she gets me because yep. no, but yeah. yeah. And they were like, yeah, we, I wonder how many of these guys are gonna show up at the funeral. I wonder, um, like, so it was just, and then yeah. when I when I was teaching classes last year and taking people through the directions on Zoom in group work, um, we did that exercise. So we did that exercise and I can't remember um, she mom was in the room. She mom fucking bolted. She was not going to do it. She left. So it's good girl gone baddie and Pisces, please. I think can be, and Judy, you know, and I have traveled together in Tahoe and Judy goes, <laughs> Judy goes that and they, cause I, they weren't supposed to do me. I was just weird. And they were like, no, we're doing you. So I went, <laughs> so the way we did it on mute is we, the person who you're talking about went on or on zoom, the person who was dying, dead. We went on mute on Zoom and just sat here with our eyes closed breathing. So Judy goes, <laughs> I, you know, I've traveled with Ange and I've, I walked through stores and airports with her and I've seen the way people look at her. And I just got to tell you, she had the biggest tits out of anyone I've ever met. <laughs> I love this girl, Gun Daddy. She's one of my favorite humans, truly. She might have said boobs. But yeah, it was so funny. She was like, people were just checking so her out everywhere you went and so i don't know those were my funny moments but yeah it's yeah. it's well, it gets crazier in the last direction adrian i'll say that yeah well i mean we've talked about this each direction is different for each person right so like i as you walk in like your journey is going to be different from every single person <laughs> and now my iu is actually really close we're really tight yeah. for the most part um but uh in that in the third directions, that's where you learn like soul retrievals and rewriting mm. soul contracts and cord cutting and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I have a very, very um, 
dark past with my father. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of healing to do around it, but first I had to get through the mother stuff. So like he cleared everything out and that's kind of what she explained. You clear it all out in the first two and the third one, that's when you start bringing it back. Yeah. And I, in, in like a three hour time period, I, um, I had like three soul contracts come back. I had a huge massive cord with my father. That's probably been there 35 years reveal itself. Yeah. I could not integrate everything because it was so, and I had a really weird, uh, another experience the day before with moving some other energy that it was just so big that I couldn't, I like, I couldn't integrate. Like I was having such a hard time. I literally, I thought, and I don't know, because everybody swears they watched me eat dessert, but I remember being in like the classroom, just sobbing under yeah. your blanket. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, you ate, you ate dessert. I'm like, no, I was in the other room. So I don't know, like if I had a, yeah. whatever, but I, what happened is I go to the bathroom and I came out into, I come out and everybody's coming out of dinner. And I look at one of my friends and I was like, I have a cord. Yeah. It needs to go. And at that point, I didn't even know who it was, but she sensed it right away that it was my dad. And it made sense because I pulled like three soul contracts around my dad back yeah. and yeah. like the abuse mm-hmm. and stuff. So it all made sense that I was, um, that I had that. Um, and they did a lot more work on me that day to help integrate all of it back. So as you're in, like, and I told my client yesterday, um, make sure you breathe and just honor yourself yeah. all day. Like whatever you're feeling when you bring a piece back, like it's not like it's, you feel better instantly, but at the same time you have to make sure you're doing the work. So it stays and you feel yeah. there's still a little work to do and you are fast tracked when you're doing the directions. <laughs> it yeah. comes back fast and furious. Yeah. It's wild. It's uh, that weekend's a big one. The last one's yeah. interesting because the near death exercise you do in that one is a little bit different um but i will say it's a true test to see just i won't spoil it for you but the way it works out is you can tell who's ready you can tell who detached and who didn't by watching and maybe i just you know i i mine was pretty peaceful and easy and like it's always sad when someone dies and like kind of the way you experience it is rough in that one but um the people who are at peace with death and ready for it like i i truly am um, yeah. I mean, I love my son. I don't want to go anywhere, but I, we, we faced that in the second direction and then I mm-hmm. made changes in my life. Yeah. And so I'm ready, but the people that don't, <laughs> yeah, you can tell yeah. in the fourth direction, they're like, Oh, okay. And like, maybe yeah. they won't and that's okay too, but it's just funny. Yeah. Um, cause I, the first I, taste of it, you're like, oh, it's a big aha moment for us, but yeah. there's people that take that and they make changes and then there's people that don't. Yeah. And I, I feel like I am relatively at peace with that part of my life, but I'll, I'll see. I'm going to be there in a month. Um, I taught you the death journey thing that Jose Luis taught me, right? Oh, I'll have to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, Maybe I'll, I'll do, do that with you because honestly, I would do that every day between now and then because it's just the more you can, it's like, what are you willing to die to so you can live? Yeah. And that, when Jose Luis asked us that, I'm like, everything. And that's why I go to every fucking fire ceremony. I go to, and I said that yeah. on Wednesday. I go, nobody's here. I go every time because I, I said to Amy, I just want to, I just want to fucking get rid of it all. I don't want to be in yeah. pain anymore. Yeah. I'll, I'll burn was, it all down. Yeah. If I was there, I would definitely do them. And I know you were doing a fire ceremony, but I had, a, like, I had an appointment. I couldn't go. Um, that that's the kind the, of, yeah, but that's kind of, I know, I know what you're saying. And I know, like, there's yeah. been a lot of time you're like, well, I was going to go live. I'm like, People always find shit. I just don't. Yeah. I, there's nothing that's going to stop me. Yeah, Anytime, yeah. even if one of my friends was having a fire ceremony, I'll fucking reschedule a client because I'm like, no, I need to do yeah. this. 
Yeah. So I'll do them, I guess maybe because I'll do them on my own. I'm not always necessarily, but uh, yeah, that's the other lesson that I learned is learning to funnel source by using your own mm -hmm. power. And that was, um, mm -hmm. I actually had a web that was impacting that for me. And yeah. A web's a belief system. And my mother's, um, you don't know, talk, we were like, she didn't ever squash the gifts, but she didn't talk about her own and how right. much, how, um, how connected she is to spirit and stuff, uh, which she and I had a discussion right after this um, directions about. And ever since then, I was able to clear that web, um, which was affecting my crown and my eighth yeah. chakra. And uh, I have not had the same. And it, that was one of the things that impacted me at my last directions is I was using my own yeah. power to clear other people's energy. And I, like I, it, it was, it was like one of those perfect storms. And I did have a conversation with Amy after and she's like, what a great lesson for you, but you are strong enough to handle it. And I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I wish it was a little more sense, a little bit easier. <laughs> I guess bringing it full circle as we close up, it's like, that's, yeah. that's the whole thing is that <clears throat> again, all these tools, like yeah. imagine if you don't, if you can't spot the webs, if you can't spot the cords, if you don't know what's yours, it's like, um, you know, that's, that's my, the way I've tried to keep my practice like yeah. in the in the model that it is like okay you can do come on live for 11 bucks and have us cut a cord every day like i just you know what i mean like it's a practice yeah. it's a you need support but like it's using what learning what the tools are and knowing who to go to for help when you have yeah. issues right and being we still to go to each other yeah, yeah you can't do it all yourself you can't just heal in a vacuum you're, you're meant to do it in community either with an IU or just like in a small village or whatever it is or yeah. it's an online tiktok live but we're not meant to do it alone people aren't yeah yeah and it's nice having somebody because it how much how healed you are definitely impacts how um comfortable and calm capable is that the right word well how much you can yeah. rely on the other person maybe yeah so it's yeah nice i yeah i used to not be able to ask for help that's what you're saying like we were both bad at that before yeah yeah and absolutely Right, and, and trusting the other person. Yeah. I think this helped us, but that was always a disservice to us earlier in life yes. anyway, and we just didn't realize, you know? Yeah, asking for help is not a weakness. It's actually a strength. Well, I love you. I love you too. Thank you for chatting with me. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Have fun at your all afternoon reading. I gotta go read people on Zoom. Yeah, we'll see. I have zero pre-books, so we'll, but it's the mall and it's rainy, so I'm thinking it'll be busy. We'll have fun. I will. Have fun. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>